0: Hello there. Welcome to the SPS podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing TOC. What is TOC, I hear you ask? It is the theory of constraints, and we'll be looking at it from the angle of the individual and how we are often the bottleneck in our lives and businesses. Let's get into it. This is the SPS Podcast and I am your host, Stephen. The whole goal of the Self-Performance Strategies Podcast is to help you do less dumb shit, reduce stress, save time, so you can focus on the high dollar activities in your business. The SPS Podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program. The Pro Accelerator Program has helped over a dozen business owners in the last 18 months, save at least 10 hours a week, while adding anywhere between 50K to a million dollars of extra revenue to their businesses. If that sounds like something you're interested in, go to the show notes, click the links, book a call with me, and we might be speaking live one-on-one at some point in the future. With that said, let's now jump into this episode. Hello, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in episode 60 of the SPS Podcast. Yes, we've made it all the way to 60, 60 episodes. Thank you for being here. I deeply appreciate you. If you're listening to this, you have no idea what it means to me to see people downloading this podcast. You have no idea what it means to me to see week on week, more and more people coming along and, and listening to the SPS podcast. Uh, a year ago or a year and a half ago when I started the podcast, I was getting 10 or you know uh, 11 downloads. Now I am regularly getting over 100 on some of my episodes and that's absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you through this medium, to share my ideas, to go deep into some of the really key structures that I feel can help you make a lot of progress in your life and business. They've helped me make a lot of progress in my life and business, and they've helped my clients make a lot of progress in their lives and businesses. And this week, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. It's constraint theory, the theory of constraint I love this so, so much because my big thing is doing less dumb shit. I used to do a lot of dumb shit. You probably know this if you've listened to the podcast before. I I partied a lot in my 20s. I was the poster boy for dumb shit. I didn't take action. I I ran away from life. I I tried to avoid hard work. And I just continued to do too much dumb shit all the way through until I was probably 30. Or a little bit bit in my 30s as well, if I'm being honest. (laughs) But the thing is not actually meant that I was the constraint in my life. I was the constraint in my business. I was doing the dumb stuff that was creating the bottleneck that wasn't aligned my factory, uh, my pipeline and my life to actually produce results. But before we get into deep with the theory of constraint, let's start the episode as I do of all my episodes with a quote. And this quote comes from Lucy Ricardo. Yes. From I love Lucy and she said in life all good things come hard but wisdom is the hardest to come by and there's a little bit of a link to the first story of this episode and I love Lucy and I think this quote's great because I think it links into the theory of constraint quite well it links into bottlenecks because you actually need wisdom to understand what a bottleneck is you need data you need to do hard work you need to get, get yourself out there. You need to try things. And then you actually need to create bottlenecks to overcome them. Because if you're not trying, if you're not taking action, you won't have the wisdom to actually understand how to overcome a bottleneck. And that's why I love this quote. In life, all good things come hard, but wisdom is the hardest to come by. It really, really is. Wisdom is the hardest to come by. But why am I using a quote from a old 1950s or 1960s TV show character? Well, there is a scene, one of the probably most famous scenes in I Love Lucy, and, and, and a famous scene for television, is when Lucy is working in a chocolate factory, and the chocolate's coming down the manufacturing pipeline pipelines, coming down the, 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 the line too quickly, and they can't wrap them up in time, they're putting them in their pockets, they're, they're eating the chocolate as it's coming down and, and they're fighting a losing battle. That is a bottleneck, that is a manufacturing bottleneck. Either Lucy's the bottleneck because she's not working properly and doesn't know the right, right technique or somewhere further down the line, the chocolate's coming out too fast for the amount of workers that they have, thus creating an overload and a bottleneck and things just aren't getting done. That in essence is one of the best descriptions or best TV show moments or comedy moments that I could say to you, that's a bottleneck. That is a mistake. There was a, there was a mistake somewhere in that person's life or that, that factory that is causing that to happen. And it's a hilarious TV moment. And I love Lucy. Very, very funny. But as a business owner, and as an entrepreneur, life quite often feels like this. We, we quite, Feel like Lucy quite a lot, we're on the, we're on the factory line, we're, we're, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, we're dealing with our clients, we're, we're building products, we're, we're building offers, we're, we're out there with our, with our teams, we're out there in our brick and mortar store, we're out there in our offices, wherever you are as a business owner. And, and projects, ideas, notifications, client work, drama, are all flowing at you constantly down this pipeline. And, and you do what you can, but you feel overwhelmed, you feel lost, you feel stressed out. And you have a pipeline issue in manufacturing and project management we would obviously call this as a, as a, as a constraint we would call it out as, as a bottleneck that needs to be solved and that's where the theory of constraint comes from that, that is where this TOC idea comes from it comes from manufacturing it involves recognizing and understanding the limitations or restrictions that impact a system process, or individual and obviously the theory of constraint does come from the, the big manufacturing world. But over the years, it's been refined and actually there are parts of it that work very well for the individual, which we'll get into. The whole point is you find ways to manage or overcome the constraints to achieve desired results. You think about that if you're, if you're testing, you're learning, you're adapting, you're finding the root cause of things, you're solving the problem and you're moving forward. That works for offices it works for project management it works in construction you know it, it works in manufacturing it it, it works for an individual how constraint theory is implemented varies depending on the field in which it's used but it's pretty much the same concept overall and this is my this is my kind of simplified version of our my, my equation find the problem fix the problem test the fix adaptive feedback that is what you do test learn adapt could even be a shorter version of constraint theory and how you use it. But now, this is the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. This is the SPS. So I'm not gonna talk about the theory of constraint when it comes to manufacturing. Obviously, we're gonna talk about it when it comes to the business owner and the individual. We're gonna put it through the lens of the individual, specifically the the business owner. And I wanna talk about a, a very small part of TOC. And Dr. Alan Bernard is one of the world's experts in TOC. And he talks about this element of how individuals fail to learn and improve in four specific ways that create bottlenecks in their lives and businesses. And I love these four areas because I, I I failed at all of them. I'm guilty at failing at all of them at different points. So there are four, just to set this up, there are four key ways we stop ourselves from learning and progressing as an individual, thus creating a bottleneck. Okay, so what are the four areas? Okay, doing the wrong things. Not doing the right things. Doing the right things, but in the wrong way. And then repeating errors, er, errors, <laughs> repeating our errors, repeating our failures, repeating our mistakes, one, two, three, four, five times before actually learning. Getting these wrong creates a bottleneck. I think I've, I've explained that. If we return to the I Love Lucy factory example that I talked about, she's on the pipeline. She's on the, she's on the manufacturing line. All four of these mistakes are happening simultaneously. She's doing the wrong things because she's putting the things in her pocket. She's eating the chocolate. She's not doing the right thing. She's not wrapping up the chocolate properly. She's doing the right things, but the wrong way. She might be wrapping the chocolate up and getting it done, but it's not done the right way. And then she's repeating the errors over and over and over again. She just keeps making the mistake. Now that's a simplified version of everything, but it just shows you how you could be making all four of those mistakes currently in your life. But I wanna take a little look at each one individually for this podcast i want to break down the four areas where we hold ourselves back from learning and progressing according to dr alan bernard one of the world's leading experts in toc and what i'm actually going to do in this episode i'm going to use my twitter journey as an example of my twitter content creation journey now i could talk about my sales journey i could talk about my own business growth i could talk about many, many different things. Leadership. I could talk about all these different constraints that I've had, but I just feel like for the simplification of this of this podcast and for everybody to understand, taking a general sort of idea, we all know how social media works. So I'm just going to use my own journey on social media and Twitter as a way to relate how I made these four mistakes, thus creating a bottleneck and me being able to uh, grow on social media. So I, I hope you understand it. I hope you get something out of this. So if we could do the first one, doing the wrong things. If I look back at my first tweets in 2017, I was only ever reposting my YouTube videos I was creating back then. I have about 2,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube, about 200 videos, I've stopped posting on there. But from 2017 to 2020, I posted over 200 videos. And then I had this like Gary V idea, you know, get out there on all the socials, be on Instagram, be on, yeah, TikTok wasn't even really around at that point, but it was be on Instagram, be on LinkedIn, be on Twitter. So I opened up accounts and all of those. And what I, all I did was I reshared my videos from YouTube onto Twitter with a whole bunch of hashtags uh, underneath them. And I just basically dumped and ran. I didn't spend any time on the platform and that's doing the wrong things. I got no likes on my posts, very little interaction at all. It was doing the wrong things. That is not how you grow on social media. That is the wrong way to approach a social media platform. Dump and run. Doesn't work. Dumb shit. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one was not doing the right things. Around about 2020, I started changing the way that I approached Twitter. I started posting stoic and other philosophical quotes, and I actually started commenting and being in and around other posts sure some of my stoic and philosophical quotes got some likes even one or two popped but i wasn't actually interacting or using the platform right but i was no longer dumping and running so i was no longer self-sabotaging myself with the wrong things i was no longer doing the wrong things but i wasn't doing the right things yet yes posting putting content out there doing a little bit of liking or interacting i wasn't really making comments i was maybe liking other people's posts maybe spending a bit more time on the platform It's not really the right things, but it's not the wrong things. So again, that slowed my growth. It created a bottleneck. I was not really making any progression. That was both of those, one and two, were creating a bottleneck for me of my growth. Then I started growing on Twitter about later in 2020, when the pandemic hit in, uh, I started to grow on Twitter. And while I was growing, I was doing the right things, but the wrong way. Now, I'll explain this. I was growing. Yes, I was posting. Yes, I was commenting under larger accounts. Yes, I was getting followers. Yes, I've gone from 75 followers in 2020 to about 70K followers now in 2023. So it's not bad, that's pretty good growth. But at times the platform needs you to change. And if you're not doing the right things the right way, your growth and reach will suffer. What do I mean by this? Well, I would not write maybe posts in the right way. I would, not check my grammar. I would also not be writing using good writing structure. And some things would pop for me, some things would do well, but I find over time I've actually had to learn how to write. I've actually had to learn how to space things out. I've actually had to learn basic writing skills to help me progress. At certain times on the platform, I didn't. Now, back in 2020, uh, you could post platitudes or quotes and or you grow quite quickly and i that's how i grew my account i, I would also do like platitude uh, threads where i'd have like 10 stoic quotes that will help you be more productive and then I would, and i would get maybe five six hundred likes and a whole bunch of followers and that was great back then 2020 2021 20, 20, that was it that you could grow on the platform but that was actually the wrong way to grow and people might be like well what do you mean you were getting followers well because i wasn't actually learning how to write i wasn't actually learning how to connect with people i was just pumping out information. So while I was doing the right things, I was commenting on other on, on people's posts, I was producing content, I was spending time on the platform, a lot of time on the platform, and I was growing. I was doing it the wrong way. If I had learned how to write back in 2021 or 2020, if I'd actually learned how to tell a story, if I'd learned actually how to share my experiences uh, and being the guide, not the guru, I would be in a better position than I am today. Now, I I tell a lot of stories today. I I obviously tell those stories on this podcast and I have ended up doing the right things. But in my Twitter journey, I was doing the right things, but the wrong way. And and you could even argue I'm still doing it in, in a way. Everything's always evolving. Everything's always changing. And you can't, keep doing the same things over and over and over again because what got you here will not get you there and this applies to sales this applies to leadership this applies to business growth this applies to marketing it applies to everything that we're doing and again i'm just using my twitter growth journey as an example here hoping that it's the most general <laughs> information that i can give people to show an examples of how you can create constraints in your life and that leads me nicely into the fourth one repeating errors one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times before for learning. Following on well from the last point, rather than adapting to changes, I would post the same style of content over and over again and expect different results. This happened to me. It's even happened to me now with the algorithm changes, with the way that Elon Musk has come in and changed it from Twitter to X. I'm having to pivot. I'm having to change. I'm having to to do things differently. But I've repeated the same mistakes. I've posted the same types of threads thinking, well, that thread like a year ago got me a thousand likes. Now it's only getting me a hundred. It's because I have to adapt it, I have to change it. You have to repackage it for the way that the algorithm has changed. So you don't want to be making the same mistake over and over and over again. And I've done that in leadership. I've done that with coaching. I've done that in sales. All of the examples that I've shared here I have in, t- in my past, quite a few times, repeated the same mistakes or repeated the same actions expecting the results to change. And that's dumb shit. That creates a bottleneck in your business. As I've said, I could have given you examples of all four of these bottlenecks from different things from my business, from sales, from leadership, from many, many different angles. But I hope you get the point. I hope you understand that there are four ways that we create bottlenecks. According to Dr. Alan Bernard, one of the world's leading experts in the theory of constraint, the individual creates bottlenecks in their life by doing the wrong things, by not doing the right things, by doing the right things the wrong way, or repeating their failures or errors one, two, three, four, five times before actually learning. The whole thing about constraint theory is that you've got to take a step back and start looking for your bottlenecks in your life and your business. You will notice if you start doing this, they will fall into one or more of these categories. Now, you might be unlucky and be like Lucy, and all four of them are happening at the same time. Or you might be a bit like me, and there's a progression. You notice one bottleneck of doing the wrong things, so you stop doing the wrong things. Then you're not quite doing the right things, so you move on to doing the right things, but in the wrong way and then you realize that you're doing the right things but then you're making mistakes but you're repeating those mistakes before adapting that could be happening to you right now in your business you could be the bottleneck but it could be your energy it could be the way that you're showing up with your marketing it could be the way that you're coaching your teams it could be the way that you're dealing with your schedule there are many ways that we can create bottlenecks in our business by failing to understand these four areas so that is my question or that is my ask of you in this episode. And obviously I'll put what I've talked about below in the show notes. You'll have the four points. But what I really want you to do is I want you to think about these. I want you to take 10 or 15 minutes after you've listened to this podcast. You write it on a bit of paper you can just do it mentally as you're walking around or wherever you are in your car or at the gym or wherever you're listening to this. I want you to think about these four areas. Are you creating bottlenecks in any of these areas? Because we all know all progress starts with the truth and you've got to be truthful about your own bottlenecks so where are you causing these bottlenecks in your business or in your life because if you're honest you will find some bottlenecks you will find some bottlenecks everybody has a bottleneck somewhere in their life right now even the most successful person in the world elon musk jeff bezos they are dealing with bottlenecks in their lives or their businesses we are also us mere mortals are dealing with bottlenecks in our lives our businesses so my ask for you is to find those bottlenecks and if you're interested you can shoot me a dm on twitter or x at, at steve Timony, it's at s-t-e-v-e-t-i-m-o-n-e-y and let me know what bottlenecks you find and how you overcame those or i can even help you overcome that if you're interested but that was the 60th episode of the SPS podcast. We were talking about the theory of constraints. I want you to find your constraints and I want you to defeat your constraints. Let's remove those bottlenecks and let's flow towards our goals. I deeply appreciate you listening to this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on my journey with this podcast. I love it that people are listening to this. If you're interested, as I said, you can hit me up on Twitter or X, send me a DM, or you can head over to LinkedIn, where I'm at Stephen Timoney, it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y, and you can send me a a message there, or you can slide all over to my website, which is stephentimoney.com. And you can check out my other podcasts and um, blog posts there. But the main thing I want to talk about as we're wrapping up this podcast is my new free five-step program, Kinetic Flow. It will help you save at least 10 hours a week and improve your energy in less than seven days. So if you're interested in getting an energy boost and saving some time, check out the show notes. Download the kinetic flow, jump into the program, and you will start saving time and you will start having higher energy. Guaranteed, the system works. It's worked with my clients over the last 12 to 18 months. It will work for you. Thank you very much again. We'll speak to you in the next one. Make it a good one.